Hello, fellow planeswalkers, and welcome into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninjabor, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering, and how they all come together with something a little bit wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone's doing well out there. It's been a while since I put out an episode. Uh, we just got the full spoiler release for March of the Machines coming out. Um, Pre-release is next week as I record this. Um, and we're going to have an episode. Um, this episode did come out a little bit later than I was expecting. Um, but we do have an episode coming out uh, in a couple of weeks about the cards I want to add to my decks uh, from March of the Machines. But before that, of course, we have to go through the last uh, set. Um, um, and in this case, that would be uh, uh, All Will Be One. Um, now, you know, and then kind of my play experience with it. Now, you know, the the kind of general public consensus around the set is that it wasn't a very good set, right? Um, you know, the rules of engagement were very aggressive and, you know, it was very, you know, very fast, very fast gameplay. You know, blue was, for a lot of people, pretty much undraftable. Um, so... You know, generally people people didn't like it, and recently, you know, with the uh, Saddles over Innistrad remastered set coming to Arena, people have kind of jumped ship to playing that instead. Uh, well, I have a bit of a, a differing opinion on that. Um, I actually really, really like uh, All Will Be One as a as a draft set. Now, granted, that might be because I, as in as a, in, as a rule of thumb, tend to be a bit more of an aggro player when it comes. Uh, I am best as, as an aggro player uh, for constructed uh, and uh, and limited. Um, you know, uh, let, let's say ED it's notwithstanding um but otherwise you know this is a set that very much played to my strengths and this kind of sewed in both you know how much i did play the set i basically drafted it pretty much every day for the for the last couple of months basically um if not like exactly every day fairly frequently um and 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 this is actually my second highest win rate of any set that i've played uh since starting to track that so um definitely uh definitely definitely a great, great uh, bit of an overperformance for me here um but as usual we're going to go through all of the drafts that I played um, or and, and kind of give the overall stats to give a sense of the of how the set performed overall as well as also look at the constructed decks I've been playing in you know the last week or so since you know um, you know people have kind of stopped playing all will be one so the draft queues haven't been really firing as well so I've been mostly just playing constructed to get my daily gems in all right so overall um, I played uh, 48 drafts total of, of All Will Be One, uh, 13 of those Premier and 35 Intraditional. Uh, in February, I went from Bronze to Platinum in eight drafts in Premier, and as usual, I stopped playing. Uh, you know, I don't think I'm that good enough of a player to actually continue playing and ranking up uh, within uh, within Premier draft, so I usually switch over to Traditional draft at that point. So in February, I then had 14 more drafts uh, in, in Traditional. Um, then in March, you know, I got reset back down to Silver, so I moved up uh, back to Platinum in five games and then finished out March with 21 games. Um, overall, in Premier Draft, I had three trophies, all of them uh, uh, red-green, um, kind of like the arch archetype du jour of the format. In, tra in traditional format, I, in traditional dra for draft, I had six trophies, um, three of them red-green, but also a draft in, in, uh, in white-black, uh, in white-blue, and in red-white. Um, in uh, you know in premier draft you know I kept track of you know obviously my game counts um, you know in addition to the trophies I had one six three uh, I went to, uh, four three twice uh, three 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 times uh, two three twice and then one three twice luckily did not zero three any of them overall for premier draft my overall win rate was fifty to thirty six or fifty eight point one percent win rate very good um, for traditional draft you know I didn't keep track of the game oh I did keep out games but it's harder to kind of keep uh, tally all those up so overall you know in addition to the six trophies. 
series, I went uh, 12, 2, and 1, 13, 1, and 2, and then four games, 0, and 3. Overall, for Matt, my match win rate was uh, 52.38 with 55 wins and 50 losses. Um, and then uh, my games win rate was 133 to 123, about 51.9%. So overall, my total games uh, for the entire format was 183, 183 wins to 159 losses, or about 53.5%. Uh, in comparison, no, in looking at other sets in terms of total games right so I played 48 games total my most played set uh, has been what well, is still is by country mile uh, neon dynasty Kamigawa um, with 80 games to 80 drafts total um, I had 50 drafts each of uh, Dominary U uh, United and uh, Midnight Hunt, um, and then I had, and then this is the next uh, draft most common with 48 drafts total. Um, however, as far as win rates, you know, now this is a little bit of a, a skewed. You know, the first couple of sets I didn't really track the full uh, set rate; I only tracked the first month. But for Kaldheim, I had in the first month over 18 drafts, a 55% win rate, which was my highest to date. Um, this comes in second with 53.5%, um, and then following that is Ikoria at 52. Um, Neon Dynasty with 50.75, and then Midnight Vow with 50.49%. Uh, in comparison, uh, Brothers War, you know, I had um, you know 39.73% at the one-month mark, 42.64 overall. So definitely a lot better than the last set. And for sure, this is actually my definitely my most. Um, my most uh, my most wa wanna, uh, my most trophy set ever. Um, I had three uh, seven X's and then uh, six three O's um, overall, which is by far the most. Um, I mean, in looking at seven X's only, you know, Kaldheim had three. Um, you know, uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms had three. Um, Neon Dynasty had four, but you know, this overall, if you include the others, it, it got it got up there. Um, so yeah, so let's go ahead and look at the individual colors then. So white, you know, uh, I had 19 games total, had a 73 to 60 uh, record for 54.88% win rate. Um, you know, uh, blue was, you know, the least winning and least, and but not quite the least played, 15 games only, uh, 15, 15 drafts only, 48 to 55 or 46.6%. Black was my least played, and I think that was a consensus for a lot of people. Um, uh, 12 games only, 40 to 41 or 49.38% win rate. Um, red was my neck was my uh, most played 29 games uh, making sense obviously since red white and red green were very commonly played among me um 118 games won, 93 lost for a 55.9% win rate, and then green was my uh, was my next most played at 20 games total, um, 85 to 65 for 56.67 win rate, or my highest most winning color overall. Now you know there are a couple of splashes here, right? So in the red green deck, I splashed black for Glissa, which went two and one in traditional draft or five for five and four games. Um, and uh, I splashed blue in a white black deck for Cephalopod Sentry. This was actually one of my trophies, going three o six o in traditional. Uh, then in blue black, uh, I went uh, I, I splashed white for a Cephalopod Sentry, a Planet Disruption, and a Malactor. Um, unfortunately, I went zero and three here, only two and six in games. Um, I splashed a black, white, and a black green deck for River Sex and Evangelist. Went one and two in matches, three, five in games. Um, white and blue, black again for two annex entries, which was not enough. O three one six, and then white and a mostly mono blue deck for an ossification and player disruption. Went one and two in matches, two and four in games. 
Now, color pair-wise, um, you know, looking at this, you know, kind of, you can kind of guess where, where these colors ended up. Uh, white, blue, right, kind of going in order, um, had nine games total. Um, you know, kind of for a lot of people, this is one of the more, you know, the the one of the um, the, the blue archetypes that actually worked. Uh, went 30 and 33 in games with a 47.62% win rate. Uh, blue, black uh, had the worst win rate that I had overall, 39.13% um, with nine wins, 14 losses over three drafts. Black, red. I only played a single draft in, but I did pretty well. For went four and two overall for sixty-six point six seven win rate. Though kind of hard to call that a, a true win rate with only one game. Uh, red green, obviously the most drafted, uh, sixteen drafts overall, seventy-one fifty-one in games, fifty-eight point two percent win rate. My uh, not quite the highest, obviously, um, but you know definitely definitely very well played and represented. Green white actually didn't draft green white at all, which is kind of surprising actually, since I think a lot of people said this was one of the better decks in the format. Just wasn't able to ever have it come together for me. Um, I think if I ever got green, I kind of biased toward red. And if I got white, I also biased toward red as well. Uh, white, black, I only played two games, but this actually had a stunning 83.33% win rate uh, going 10-2. and two. Of course, getting a 7-2 uh, here helps a lot um, uh, for, for sure. Um, and then uh, I had blue, red uh, only three times, 9-8, uh, 52.94% win rate. Um, and then black, green, I um, oh, sorry, white, black was 6-0, was six, six oh, right? So the other was like four and two then. Um, black green had four games total, uh, four, four drafts total rather, 14 and 14 for a 50% win rate. Um, and then red right, uh, my next most, my second most drafted, 10 drafts total, 36 to 35, so very tight uh, record, 50 to 7, 50.7 win rate. Um, this was a very case where I either stomped people over or kind of got ran over. Now looking at my trophies, you know there are a lot here, so I'm just gonna look at my trophies only. And you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of them are red green, right? So my my fourth premier draft, my seventh premier draft, uh, my fourteenth uh, traditional draft, and then my thirteenth traditional draft, uh, uh, premier draft, and my nineteenth uh, traditional draft, uh, all were red. Oh, and then my twenty eighth traditional draft, all were red green of some variation, right? I mean, so. Premier Draft 4, you know, three Woodvine Cultivators, two Vorax, two Mantises, three Trolls. Um, didn't really have any rares in here, actually. It was just kind of like, you know, this was, I think, the first draft I really got a, a good record in early on. Um, you know, early, start, early on in the format, I had gone, you know, with a, you know, a 1-3 uh, with a with a blue-red blue deck, 2-3 with a black-green deck, and then 3-3 three, three with, uh, with another blue-red deck before getting this trophy. Um, and then, you know, Premier 7, you know, I, I got a fun pack one, pick one, which is really nice. Um, and as well as the Miglas, the red-green rare, which is kind of busted. Two Kraken Blooms, two Voltarges, three Vorax, a Golem, two Trolls. You know, this actually is the draft that put me right before Platinum for the first month. Um, and then, you know, uh, skipping then back to traditional, skipping then to traditional, my first trophy actually wasn't red-green. It was with a white-black, the white-black deck I mentioned. So pack one, pick one, Kaya. figured, you know, might as well give this a shot. Um, I know she's very expensive, but if I can build a build toward her it, it would work out um, got a lot of removal right um, uh, annihilating glare um, uh, uh, whisper of the dross um, you know uh, annoyed with affliction um, sealed edict and then uh, char two char uh, charges of mites um, and I mixed that with you know it was a mix of either an artifacts theme with you know two mandible just to CRs two basilica separates uh, a splast um, 
Cephalops Sentry as well, which is the Blue Splash, and then some Toxic stuff as well, though I don't think that really came into play as much. Unfortunately, um, for some reason, 17 Lands hasn't been tracking my games, actually, so I couldn't see how these games, I couldn't recall how these games played out. Um, but yeah, I was really, I, Kaya definitely came in clutch and won me the game when I was able to drop her, so that was a, that was a fun one. Um, going back then to Red Green, and in traditional draft, you know, um, I got a pack one, pick one, Koth, um, and then uh, the Red Green Uncommon at some point, two Canker Bloons, two Infected Spites, two stewards, and then two punishers, two trolls, um, and then pack, and then going back to premiere um, that put me into platinum. Um, I had a Zopendel, which is the a green dominus pack one pick one, a bloating contaminator, the uh, three drop four four rare with toxic. Uh, that's more just a body here. Three trolls, you know, two stewards, two battle fists, two cultivators. Honestly, this game, this draft, I remember was very tight. I mean, there, there were definitely games where they had flyers that I was like, I need to get Zopendel because that was my only real. Re blocker until I sighted in um, and he got me there and was able to hold off the blockers long enough for me to to swing in and 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 and, and smack face so um, Zobin Hill definitely came in clutch here uh, going back to the traditional uh, uh, red green, I mean, you know, Tyranex Rex, pack one, pick one, two hexagon glasses, two two chimney rabbles. Chimney rabbles is a busted card. Um, and then uh, traditional draft twenty three uh, was a was a white blue uh, um, artifacts deck. Uh, the first drag card that I drafted that I got in here was a uh, veil of assimilation, which I got two of. Got an Ellis Norn as well later in the draft. Uh, ridiculous. The kind of the real linchpin hoe was the six Eye of Malkators I was able to pick up, plus the two self self about sentries, two chrome prowlers, and then two basilica sabers. I mean, if that doesn't, six IF Malkators doesn't seem like a deck that will get you the win, that's definitely a deck that will get you the win. Um, uh, uh, traditional draft 28 uh, was another red gold number. Pack one, pick one. There was a hex gold halberd. Got another Tyranex wreck at some point. Um, two Virtus Punishers, uh, two Lattice Blade Manuses, and then another Koth at some point. Um, and then my last draft of the format, uh, traditional draft 35, uh, was red white. Um, like I said, kind of a boomer bust for me. Uh, ended up getting four chimney rabbles, which I think was like the real key here. Um, got two other hex gold halberds, two charge of the mites, two indoctrination agents. <laughs> sorry, attendants, two basilica separates, an eternal wanderer for sure helped, and then also the white sense twilight. Also, I think in the third pack came at clutch as well. So. Again, I think this draft, this format, you know, obviously I don't think it's to any, and frankly not to most people's taste, but this is very much my taste. I will say another thing I really enjoyed about the format is how it evolved over time. Um, obviously, people kind of identified eventually early on that a, a red-green oil was kind of like the thing to be doing. Um, but, you know, once that kind of, you know, once that word got out there, one, it kind of, at first you were able to kind of like auto-draft red-green and get a decent record, if not a trophy outright. Um, but at some point, right, like, you know, once that kind of became more apparent... Um, you couldn't really just kind of mindlessly take red and green cards. You know, you had to specifically go for the two drops. You had to specifically go for the oil payoffs um, and look for those open open key cards. And if you didn't get enough, I have plenty of red green decks where I ended up uh, not doing all that. I mean, just looking at my Excel spreadsheet and just counting up uh, some of the records that I have here. Um, you know, looking at them, I have. Let's see. Uh, I mean, I have I have some I have some zero win traditional drafts. Um, I have some three win traditional drafts as well, um, two win two win drafts as well. So yeah, I mean it definitely wasn't necessarily the most brain dead for brain dead 
draft that you could do. Um, you definitely needed to make sure you knew what you were. Um, and, and, and partly, I think, you know, Unlimited Resources, um, Ben Stark came out and started preaching about, um, you know, blue decks in particular. And those decks, I think, really were really fun to, to try to draft as well. Obviously, not quite as much success there overall, um, but still, I think, was was pretty, was was fun enough. I, obviously, I think blue-white was kind of like the go-to here that would end up, you know, being somewhat successful um, overall. But, you know, that, that's kind of what I ended up forcing the most with, with blue, um, obviously, because that's that kind of the most winning pair. But still, um, it was fun to kind of take a little draft and see how the, the format evolved over time. So really enjoyed the format overall and, and not and don't really regret playing um, playing it as much as I did. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say I'm going to go back and do flashback drafts. I mean, I don't even do flashback drafts of, of Neon Dynasty, which is still my favorite draft format that I can remember to date. So, you know, but still, I, I, I will probably defend uh, one, especially if you're an aggro fan. Uh, in any case, you know, to that we of course have the uh, we of course have the uh, the the the, the um, constructed play as well. Now, frankly, I did not touch constructed at all for two months, um, which I think probably hurt me to some degree and equity wise because I I haven't I'm actually uh, um, based on the the rate at which I'm getting uh, uh, wins on and 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 whatnot on in in arena. I'm not actually going to finish my mastery pass as is uh, since I was just doing just uh, just drafts um, and not necessarily getting the the best win rate. Though definitely my one of one of my, my personal best. So um, you know, I probably could have played a little bit more to fill out the win rate a little bit, but it is what it is. Um I it didn't help that I was kind of distracted by the Oscars for for a good bit in there. But in any case, um in the past week I have been playing, you know, mostly some of the top the, the standard decks. I mean, I, I definitely I like I said, tend towards aggro or at most mid-range decks, and especially in monocolor if possible. So I mean I've basically been just cycling between three decks depending on what my daily wins goals are. Um mono red, of course, is a is a mon typical mono red deck um you know blue white soldiers is, is a top deck as well and that that's fun as well and of course you know the, the mono black mid-range deck you know with invoke despair and sealed red's got a bunch of tools like uh direction uh the uh, obliterator as well so of course can't be too com complaining too much about that uh, in any case, uh, that is basically what I've been doing in one. I mean, you know, mostly just a lot of draft. Uh, had a couple games of Commander with my friends. Um, you know, finally got to play some of the decks I built, but actually not played. Um, my friend actually built a new Phoenix uh, Black Red deck, um, the new Phoenix uh, uh, Lord um, that that he plays. Um, he still has his Bruna deck as well, which definitely beats face. Uh, but my other friend, you know, also built an Atraxa Toxic deck, which you know a little bit more powerful than I think my decks. To me, I think my decks tend to be a little bit more slower and rampy out. Uh, to something uh, and slam, ran, um, you know, dirtily a little bit, kind of a little bit of a lower power level. So now I'm thinking about maybe making like a little bit more of a higher power deck to try to catch up with them. But um, in any case, you know, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with Magic so far. You know, we're going to be uh, getting into much of the machine soon enough. Um, you know, I will be out of the country uh, in uh, May, so I think I'll, I'll probably still get the Mastery Pass and play, you know, for the rest of the month uh, and, and try to get as far ahead as I can. But we'll see if I'm able to complete the Mastery Pass again or, or not um, while I'm overseas. Um, but yeah, you know, this will be a fun time. You know, later this month, we'll get an episode on what decks I want to uh, build. Um, spoiler, those are, you know, with all the team-up cards, so to speak, I'm thinking of definitely building a uh, a, a, a team-up tribal deck, so to speak. Um 
And then, you know, of course, Phyrexian Tribal as well, you know, something out there that I'm thinking about. So we'll see We'll see what I end up building. But the fact that we're going back to all of the different planes means that there's so many cards from my plane-specific decks that, that are just getting updates I wasn't really expecting. So a lot of updates to be in the, in the coming episodes. But in any case, this podcast is coming to its close. Let me know how you think uh, of my of, of, of uh, All Will Be One. Did you enjoy the limited format? Probably not, but, you know, let me know if you did. Um, and, yeah, uh, um, let me know on Twitter at EtherVortexPod or email at into either the ethervortex at gmail.com. Find us on into either the vortex on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Leave a review on any of those podcast stores or on podchaser.com. Links in the show notes. My architect will be with well, all my deck lists is under the name Ninja Boy Warrior Than I. Into Outer Music by Cameron MacLeod. You can find his stuff at confident.filmmusic.io. Editing production by Ninja Boy Media. Until next and next episode, like I said, we're going to do the previews of of, uh, of March of the Machines and what I want to be adding to my decks. Um, but until then, may your lands be plentiful, but not too plentiful. Pass the term. Thank you.